Winona Forever is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For more podcasts about movies and nostalgia, head on over to cageclub.me. Hi, I'm Lindsay Gibb. And I'm Rekha Tilsaran. And this is Winona Forever. going to discuss the film Beetlejuice. Are you excited, Lindsay? I'm super excited. Um, Let me tell you a bit about Beetlejuice in case you don't know. Let's say two people die. They have a house. Mm -hmm. New people move in and it's chaos. There's the undead, there's the living, and things happen. The family that moves in uh, are, you know, urban eccentrics. One is uh, the mother is an artist, the father is... A wealthy businessman, I think. And yeah, I'm not sure if he has something to do with real estate. But. Oh yes, that's true. Anyway. He's in the he's in real estate. He's yeah. building homes. <laughs> and uh, and then they have a daughter, a teenage daughter named Lydia Dietz. The family is the Dietz. The family, the two, the couple that was living in the house before is played by Gina Davis and Alec Baldwin. Uh, they had a very nice life together. They're you know. They were very nesty. They were nesting and they get in a car accident and they die and they start exploring life, uh, the life of the undead, if you will, or the, the death life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they, they get a handbook the, for the recently deceased and, um, and then they get new people moving into their home and they have to kind of deal with the fact that these people that have nothing in common with them are changing their home they're they're tearing it up they're redesigning remodeling and there's a lot of haunting happening uh, it's such a weird movie to describe <laughs> it really is um uh catherine <laughs> o'hara plays the mother um and uh, of winona Ryder. of winona Ryder, yeah. yes um and Jeffrey Jones plays Jeffrey the father. Jeffrey Jones is the mm-hmm. father. And then, obviously, Michael Keaton plays Beetlejuice. Yes. And according to Michael Keaton, he said it is his most favorite role he's ever played ever. It's so interesting because, so watching this, I think for the first time I realized how little he's in the film. Yeah, there's apparently only 17 minutes of Beetlejuice uh, time in Beetlejuice. Yeah. He's not, yeah, that's it. So it's mostly like Gina Davis and Alec Baldwin, really. Yeah, if you think about it, they are the main characters of the film. But I think the breakout characters that we remember the right. most are Beetlejuice and Lydia. Absolutely. They've, they've made a cartoon about them. Yes. <laughs> and I think we shouldn't jump too far ahead to the cartoon, but we should definitely talk about the cartoon. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's something. For the end. Uh, so do you remember when you first watched this? I I really don't. I was... I was I was seven when it came out, um, and I we watched it when we were really young, my brother and I, and we had Beetlejuice toys. Like we had the Alec Baldwin action figure. Oh my gosh, there was an action figure of Alec Baldwin's character. Yeah, and there was a Beetlejuice one, and it was his um, tombstone, and you turned it, and like it was a trick tombstone box, so his body would disappear when you turned it, and it was like the one that he Alec Baldwin digs up. Uh, Right, like. Yeah, the coffin, it has, like little plaque. Yeah, yeah, and it has like, you know, uh, it was it was a really cool toy. It had like a shrunken Beetlejuice in it as well. This sounds like the best. Do you have these toys anymore? Um, my brother might still have have oh them gosh. somewhere. 
Uh, yeah, they're pretty. Cool. I think Alec Baldwin's gone, but he had the. I'm actually wearing the Alec Baldwin outfit today. <laughs> you kind of are. Yeah, like the gingham <laughs> black and white shirt and the khaki pants, which is exactly what oh I'm my wearing. Gosh. Um, <laughs> yes, I did it on purpose. Okay. Um, but that was the action figure. It was pretty cool, and it had like um, a stick-on head. You know when Alec, they they transform their yes. faces, where they pop their eyes out and pull out their face. Mm-hmm. It had like a mask where you could put that on Alec Baldwin's head. This is incredible. I really got to find these toys. Look these toys up on the internet at least to so, experience. So them. to answer that briefly, I don't remember when I first saw it, but yeah, I you definitely had the toys. I, yeah, I was really into it, like into Beetlejuice, because he was like a cool monster that was hilarious, and a funny one. Yeah, yeah, and I Not was really scary. big into being a, like a funny comedian, like gross comedy when I was a kid. Uh huh. So I think I really, really enjoyed Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice's humor. You looked up to Beetlejuice in some way. <laughs> yeah, if I did, I admired him. He was a role model, not Lydia. <laughs> well, that's true for me too. Like I, uh, I think I said in the intro, uh, intro episode that we did that this was my first introduction to Winona, and I, I mean, I definitely liked her in it, and I definitely grew to love her from it. But I think Beetlejuice was my thing too. Just as yeah. I, I was like eight or nine. When I think I only as a theater. teen did I appreciate Lydia because that wasn't when you were like, "Yes, now I get it. I, I am alone too, Lydia." You know? Yeah. And she's like, "I am alone. I am utterly alone." I am alone. utterly alone. My cousin Alexia and I used to like. It was really morbid, but we used to like say that repeat those this that, that the, her yeah. little suicide note <laughs> right yeah but we would say it so dramatically because we were just weird like that like just right. uh and your wa- kids and probably kids, not we watched getting, it a lot yeah. and we we're just like repeating what we saw and we were like this is pretty cool yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i taped it off the tv so i saw it in the theater and then i taped it off the tv and i think i considered it my favorite movie and would watch it all the time and then um, my mom taped over it with soap operas oh yeah in the days of vhs so which uh, soap opera was, i was probably it was either all my children or one life to live because oh. those were her oh soap operas so i was devastated um that's really upsetting my dad has done things like that to my vhs tapes it's it's really sad you have to pull that tab out i know i don't think i ever really (laughs) realized what that tab was for lots of things happen because of not knowing that um so I guess rewatching it. Did you rewatch it for this, or do you just I, know it I so well? There was, I was going to, and I was like, I've seen it so many times. I, I, I don't think I can like do it right now. Okay, you're just not ready, not <laughs> in the frame of mind to watch no, Beatles music. It wasn't. I mean, okay, I, yeah, when you see it so many times, like I think I, you have I, it memorized. Yeah, it's it's That's very cool. clear in my memory. I was like sitting and thinking, I'm like do I need to see this again or can I watch this movie in my head right now? And I kind of did a little bit, so it was fine. It was good. (laughs) I really enjoyed it in my head, so it was good. Excellent. You watched it this weekend? I watched it again this weekend. Um, And right away, I think, probably because I'm really familiar with the movie already, the thing that stuck out, like, off the bat is the score. Yes. It's so iconic. And I mean, Danny Elfman's scores do have a tendency to sound similar to each other. Yeah, like The Simpsons and Beetlejuice are very very similar. Um, But I don't know. This one is very special. It was, it was, wasn't it Danny Elfman's first, was it the first time he composed? (laughs) 
we're stating facts. I don't like it when we state maybe facts. Not. That maybe we're that's not, not sure true, about. but like I think it might have been something like that. Um, wasn't Big Pee-wee's Big what Adventure? Was it Pee-wee? We're gonna Chris okay. is gonna look up Danny Elfman for us. I did look up Danny Elfman today, but j- mostly just to find out uh, to remember who Jenna Elfman is married to and his family, and it's his nephew. Oh, weird. But anyway, um, okay. But yeah, apparently at the beginning of the film, you can hear a Dale. Yes, you can, and that's Danny Elfman. Yes. Okay. You know this. <laughs> it's accurate. You are accurate. <laughs> that is true. Um, and it's not even like I went I went and re-listened to that because I also read that fact. fact. And <laughs> I was like, okay, I just watched this. I'm going to have to start again. And it, there's nothing to like notice the day. Oh, it's like it's right, right there. there. It's okay. Like, as soon as the movie starts, as soon as like Warner Brothers comes on the screen, it says day. It's setting you up for some ex- Calypso excitement. Yeah. So, so this was Danny Elfman's tenth film. Okay, my yeah, my trivia was fake. Phantom Zone followed by Pee Wee. Oh. So Pee Wee, Pee Wee was fairly early. Yeah, in his works, and I love Pee Wee. Um, oh yeah, me too. So good. Anyways, the best entrances I think in this film, like people, characters entering. For me, was Winona because she rides in on a couch. Oh, true. Um, and Otho, and she has her camera. That's my favorite. Yes, yes, yeah. She's taking pictures as she yeah. like rides in on the couch. And Otho, who's climbing in a window. Yeah, just perfect. randomly for no reason. He has to get in through the window. The doors are disgusting. <laughs> um, Otho's is, is so good. Yeah, the Otho characters. I was reading about Otho, or the the actor who played Otho, Glenn Shaddix, and he uh, had the Banana Boat song, Deo, at play his at his funeral. funeral yep, yeah, yep. that's the last song at his funeral. Yep. So this is an iconic film for a lot of the people who were in it. Um, um, apparently, um, um, Gina Davis and Alec Baldwin were like, yes, we'll do this film. But everyone else was kind of reluctant. They had to be kind of convinced to do it. Um, they were, you know, kind of scared to do it. I mean, with reason, because it, it sounds like such a absurd script. I'm sure they were like, I guess we'll do this. But mm. it took some convincing, apparently, to get them on board. I mean, so Warner Brothers didn't like the name Beetlejuice because they thought it was like it was it didn't describe anything. It was just the name of a character who is in the movie for like 20 minutes. Right. Yeah. Um, so I could see that. I could see it being hard to convince people like be in this movie called Beetlejuice. Like what's 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 a Beetlejuice? Yes, <laughs> right? exactly. like, I don't understand. I think he was joking. There was some name he was joking about naming it. What was it um, like s- sheets? Sc- yeah, something. I've got it. I've got it here. So Warner Brothers wanted to call it House Ghost. Yeah. <laughs> the old House Ghost. Maybe that was just there. We could call it something like House Ghost. And he said, as a joke, scared sheetless. And oh, when yeah, I say yeah. he, I'm talking about Tim Burton. Yeah. And, um, and he said it as a joke, but they really liked it. Yeah. Oh, boy. And did you hear the the original Beetlejuice screenplay was like so much darker and yes. really awful? <laughs> like, yeah, like really awful to the point where Lydia is the Beetlejuice tries to rape 
uh, Lydia. Yeah. And st- I suppose instead of or as part of that wedding Th- yeah, scene. She gets married instead. I guess that was the. Yeah. Whew. So glad that That's it went the way that it did. That way, yeah. I mean, this wouldn't have been our favorite film as children. No. <laughs> that was the way <laughs> that this true. went. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it was it was going to be darker and it was uh tim burton wanted it to be sammy davis jr yes yes as, as beetlejuice. beetlejuice which i don't even understand but <laughs> but not as a con in a comedy way yeah which is like kind in a, of interesting yeah, but in, in a dark way, way yeah. which i don't really think of sammy no jr as be like that way he is more comedy. Around. Yeah, yeah exactly so that's interesting yeah um and then i guess the other actors that were possibilities Catherine O'Hara's part could have gone to Angelica, Angelica Houston. Houston. That's right. That I could see. Yeah, no problem there. <laughs> I mean, I do have a problem there only because I have seen Catherine O'Hara do it, and she's like she's amazing. amazing. And I love her. <laughs> the best part is her her little side hair that's curled on this on yeah, her face. The and there's on something her face. about it is incredible. But anyway, her acting was awesome as well. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. And also, I guess. Lydia wasn't Winona wasn't the first choice for Lydia it was um I heard a couple things there was Alyssa Milano but there was also um Juliette Lewis Juliette Lewis yeah yeah I could I could see Winona and Juliette Lewis being sort of in the realm of same totally roles at that time um yeah I I I want to talk about what what a treasure Catherine O'Hara go please yeah yeah um I feel like when I watched this as a kid, I probably didn't like her because, first of all, she was parents, so I wasn't, like, super into the parents. Right. And, like, they were supposed to be the evil, like, anti-the-ghosts who you are supposed to find lovable mm-hmm. parents. But, like, watching it now, I think she's so amazing. Like, I think what she's doing with the house is I know, in some ways exactly. great. Every, every time <laughs> I watch it now, I'm like, yes, this is so much better. Like that that A-frame that they set up, I think that's so cool. Outside it looks so nice the, yep. outside, yeah. That is so cool. Her choice of color is good. Removing those wallpaper, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I can get behind a lot of what she does. Um, and then, I mean, she's just hilarious. Somebody yeah. pointed out on Twitter uh, at the end of last year Something I had never noticed in this film before, and I'd be interested to know if you've noticed it since you have it in your brain. Sure. So there's a part in the film where Jeffrey Jones is wearing a red sweater, Mm -hmm. and it has, like, white detail on it. And then later, when Catherine O'Hara is, like, getting ready for the um, dinner party, Mm -hmm. and Lydia is talking to her in the kitchen about how there's ghosts, and she just has no time for it, and she's chopping. She's wearing his sweater as pants. I do not notice that. <laughs> That's brilliant. She has suspenders <laughs> holding it up, and the arms are the legs. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. <laughs> I did not notice that. That is something I've got to look for next time. I'll have to retweet it so that yeah. everybody can see it just for this. Wow. Um, it's incredible. So, yeah, all of those things and more make Catherine O'Hara incredible in this movie. Yeah. Where, when she's like, she can do like this like kind of like almost like a deadpan kind of face where she just like yep that's it and it's kind of she looks like she's gonna murder someone she's that always has that look on her during the whole movie which is very exciting at one point she um i think it was towards the end she shows um she's made this beetlejuice sculpture and she just sticks it in the face of uh what's his name jeffrey jones jeffrey jones and and she's like 
that's nice. And she's just like in her she's own like, world. He freaks out and falls over and <laughs> yeah. she's like, he likes it. Oh, yeah, he likes it. It's yeah. so good. I'm here with you. I will live with you in this hellhole, but I must express myself. If you don't let me gut out this house and make it my own, I will go insane and I will take you with me. Oh, yes. <laughs> Let's just toss that in. <laughs> okay. Do you want to talk about how goth Winona is in this film? Yeah. For me, her one of the best lines is like, I myself am strange and unusual. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or she sees the spider and she takes a picture of it. And, you know, she's she's all, all in black. She wears veils. She, you know, she's very dark. She thinks she's so different. And that's why she can connect with the the netherworld or whatever with Beetlejuice. And, the, and she sees the undead. And they, you know, she finds a handbook for the recently deceased. And she's like, you know, reading it, studying it almost. And she's like, yes, I get this. This is something I can, like, get down with. Yeah. So that's so, like, that's like the most goth thing you could have she's listening to like funeral music in her room and it's all painted black i'm pretty sure am i getting confused with another film (laughs) yeah everything has interesting colors definitely dark dark tones once they've taken once the deetses have moved in yeah yeah and uh when but uh, Winona has said like all her clothes were her clothes that the actual the a lot of it is her her own clothing the costumes because she was in a really goth period at the time she was 17 so it makes right. sense 80s goth right there yeah that was one thing that got me about the film actually now watching it is that like Gina Davis's character calls her a child a bunch of times mm-hmm. they call her the little girl and stuff and I'm yeah. just like she's 17 <laughs> like she's not that much yeah, of a child. Yeah they treat her like a little but, girl like yeah. she's a very innocent and and I think it's just because Gina Davis's character probably just wants her own children or wanted her own children yeah. and there is they do set that up. They have this the like she has this double mother situation going on to like four parents you know right yeah which works for her i think (laughs) definitely by the time they are at the end and uh getting along yeah it works very well yeah she got she has like the level-headed parents and then the the real parents yeah (laughs) biological parents who at the end seem to do nothing they're just like there yeah one is like bird watching and chilling and the other is just making art so it's pretty cool well um, well, the Maitlands are teaching her how to do like math, and math, and making sure her, her yeah. grades are good, and you know, yeah, letting her have her. a little ghost fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, it works out that way. I really enjoy that she didn't have a lot of guidance before she moved to that Clearly place. Not. Yeah, <laughs> they let her. Oh, where, where she talks about the dark room. Mm-hmm. You know uh, what is it? Life is just one big dark, dark room. room. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> My whole life My whole is life a dark, is room. dark room. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. <laughs> She's so great. <laughs> and like, yeah, obviously like every line she says in that movie is like iconic. Like, I don't know. Like, it's pretty cool. Um, and her relationship with Beetlejuice is interesting because, you know, well, we know that time where she's trying to guess her, his, his name, that scene where she's like Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Beetle breakfast. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Beetle milk. <laughs> just like, I don't know. I just really liked it in the little, you know, I think that they, like, Michael Keaton did well. I think the two of them worked well together. Yeah. I think there, they are, there is confirmation that there is a sequel coming right. up. Um, Winona confirmed it and Tim Burton confirmed it. 
in the last year, I believe. So we have something to look yeah, forward to. Yeah, I think as recently, like, I think it's been talked about at least since 2011. Um, but last year at, in October or something, there's like an article about it still being a possible thing. Though I don't know, is there any even talk about what it's going to be about? I, I haven't seen anything. No, the only thing that they ever did was a cartoon uh, like movie called like Bill Juice Goes to Hawaii or something like that. Did that actually exist? I don't <laughs> I know. thought that was just the concept No, the I original. Saw, so I saw like there was like a, I think they just cartooned it. Like they made it into the Beetlejuice cartoon. But I don't know what that I was. I thought that was just a concept drawing. Of, like, oh, was it just a concept drawing? <laughs> I thought so. I don't know what that was. So I think it was like 1990 that they were originally yeah. going to do Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian or something to that effect. Yeah. And it was going to be that the parents, I don't think the, the Maitlands are in it at all. I think it was just the parents were, were like building a resort in Hawaii. And yeah. Beetlejuice was going to go With haunt. Lydia, probably. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> It seemed like a good thing that that doesn't exist, but we'll see how good the new um, sequel is if it happens. Yeah, um, apparently Michael uh, Michael Keaton ad libbed most of his lines in in Beetlejuice, and like he loved it. He was so into the character, but Alec Baldwin hates it. He hates his performance. Yeah, I'd heard a friend of mine who's like, okay, so this is another non-researched bit. This is a friend who knows an awful lot about Beetlejuice and <laughs> Winona Ryder as well. Um, he said that Alec Baldwin didn't get the movie to begin with. Like, he thought it was, I guess, maybe he was coming from that dark perspective. Yeah. That he thought he was supposed to actually be a scary ghost. And they were like, no, actually, the ghosts are the normal people yeah. in this. So a lot of the trivia that I read, at least leading up to this, was from an article on IndieWire that was for the 25th anniversary, and that was in 2013 in March. So this is actually coming out like a week before the 30th anniversary, Hello. I think, around. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So, so y'all should watch it and celebrate. <laughs> yeah. On March 29th, yes. it's the 30th anniversary, so that's a good day to choose to watch Beetlejuice. I'll, I'll make sure that all my people know to watch it yeah and you'll watch it in your head right <laughs> maybe maybe i'll really watch it um i think too like the atmosphere of this movie is amazing i really enjoyed how green everything is in the afterlife yeah it looks pleasant <laughs> i mean i don't know if it's meant to be pleasant um, but it's it's green <laughs> lime green yeah you don't want to be a it. civil servant in the afterlife true i mean because that i mean, I mean you don't want to kill yourself in real life, or you'll be a civil servant. Right, that's yeah, what they say in the in the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I was saying I really liked the way it looked. I, Tim Burton, for me, and I don't know about you, but uh, he started to repeat himself, and his scenery like became very um, predictable. Yeah. And this, I mean, this looks very much, you, you can look at it now yeah. and know that it's a Tim Burton movie, um, but... All of it works, and it's really It's incredible. because it was so fresh back then. Like, he hadn't done yeah. all that stuff yet. And actually, apparently, there's a deleted scene where there's gears in it. Like, oh, yes. giant gears with Alec Baldwin. In um, the sand where the worms are, yeah. I think, yeah. And that's so, like, Tim Burton to have gears. Because mm. there's always gears and everything. But uh, I'm... So I'm glad there weren't any gears after right, all. Because it would have been too many things <laughs> too many. that later came up again. Yeah. And I like the, the sandworms, like the, yeah, the, sandworms the clay, is it claymation 
that they used. It looked it like looked claymation. like claymation. I did and not it was investigate that. Eighty eight, so it could have been. And it's Tim Burton, and I feel like he would have really Got gone me. that length to maybe make I'm I'm doing a weird hand hand <laughs> gesture that looks like a sandworm right now and I gotta stop. Um but I think that he really yeah, the, those sandworms were scary when I was a kid, but now they're like hilarious because they're like, like stripes on them. And I know they look funny. <laughs> they're fun. Yeah. They're fun. Um, Delia. So that's Catherine O'Hara's character. Her art is like also super Tim Burton. Yes. Um, and it it it's perfect though because it makes so much sense when it all comes to life. When, yeah. Um, they're the hauntings. Are I love happening. when she's encased in her own art. I know. It's that when that art like wraps around her i just i don't know there's something satisfying about it <laughs> watching yeah. that i don't know it's really good um well you mentioned the cartoon oh yeah where we get beetlejuice and lydia as a team yes that was fun there was like a hundred episodes of that show and i'm pretty sure i've seen them all because wow uh yeah i watched a lot of cartoons as a kid and that was always on and i loved beetlejuice the weirdest thing about the cartoon was that the, yeah the, the maitlands weren't there there was no alec baldwin and gina davis character and i was always True. like where, where'd they go i want to hear some more uh harry belafonte songs i don't know <laughs> right well i guess i mean that goes to show who the breakout like characters were for sure the film. yeah like, even though the maitlands were the main characters they yeah. weren't maybe the, the favorites stole the show yeah right there well they were zany enough for a cartoon i guess for sure for sure <laughs> Um, so interestingly, this is our Canadian connection, actually, for this episode, is that the people who voiced, uh, Beetlejuice and Lydia are Canadians. Uh, yes. So Stephen, I don't know how you say his last name, we met, I guess. Uh. Um, he's from the Canadian theater and a voice actor, and he voiced Beetlejuice, and then... Uh, Lydia was, she's from Toronto and she was the, um, lunette from the big comfy couch. Oh my God. Yeah. That is Matt. Like I've always wondered cause I, when I was, uh, when I was a kid, I just assumed it was like Winona Ryder doing it. And when I was older, I was like, oh, it wasn't her. Yeah. That's who it was. Yeah. Very, very Um, good. and then to bring us back to the Edison twins, if we want to mention it again for a third episode, Lunette or the woman who played her. Did I even write down her name? Nope. I don't get to give her any credit, but um, the, the woman who voiced Lydia, she, her, one of her first credits was also on the Edison twins. That's pretty cool. I wish one of my first we'll see <laughs> how many more <laughs> Winona Ryder crossover people have been on the Edison Twin. <laughs> I guess that's the thing. <laughs> As we go along. And all these American listeners are like, what are you even talking about? It's go like, look it up, guys. It's like the lesser Degrassi. <laughs> it's oh, it's way below not at Degrassi. All. <laughs> it's like the kids of Degrassi. <laughs> it's like these siblings who really like science. I think that's basically what it was about. Yeah. Yeah. It, was, it was an enjoyable show <laughs> and a lot of people i guess were on it before they became famous did i mention that it was uh katherine harris choice to play um the deo at the at the dinner dinner party it was oh, no. her idea because tim burton wanted to play some other song and she's like what about calypso and and so the Deo was actually Catherine O'Hara's idea. Interesting. Yeah. So is that where all the Harry Belafonte stuff came from? I'm assuming so. Yeah. yeah. At the end, there's jumping the line with the yeah. football players and Winona floating in the air doing her dance. 
Yeah. <laughs> so good. That's such a good scene. I really think Catherine, another great Catherine O'Hare moment is during that dinner because she's just doing the, I think of all of them, everybody's quite good at looking like they uh, don't want to be dancing, but are yeah. dancing at the same time. But she's just the best at it. Yeah. And also the, that the artist friend with the, pale face and the bangs and oh, the braids the girl that was sitting next to otho yeah I, I always thought she was like the strangest looking human and during that dance she has like no emotion it's, <laughs> She's it's just so like, funny to watch her to it's also disturbing i don't know there's something about it it's <laughs> uneasiness mm-hmm. <laughs> um well that's beetlejuice yeah. So, oh, yeah. One thing I should mention before <laughs> um one thing we should put up on uh cageclub.me/winonaforever is uh in my prime time of being told I look like Winona Ryder, I was Lydia for Halloween. Oh shit, we so got to see that. I yeah. will post that picture. I really like it was really one of those like it's Halloween, what should I be? through together a costume so don't That's judge fine. me too harshly i've been a couple <laughs> winona rider characters in my halloween days we'll have to You'll... talk about all of them throughout they'll come up <laughs> amazing I'm very excited cool well that's one of our favorite films um yep our sure. next film is a film i've yet to see i think it's 1969, 1969. it's uh it's really cool uh Kiefer sutherland robert downey jr winona rider it's 1969 hippies Ooh. yeah You're and there's some me drug, drug use <laughs> from robert downey jr um and so there's a weird quote that my that i heard a long time ago like in the 90s that um the kiss with Kiefer sutherland was like her first real kiss hmm. it, but like she kisses rob lowe in square dance yeah so maybe this kiss with Kiefer meant more to her. Maybe. Maybe it's know. more passionate. We'll find out. We will examine <laughs> <Or not>. this <laughs> next time on Winona Forever. Bye. Winona Forever is part of the Cage Club Podcast Network. Episodes produced by Chris Landry. Music by No Refunds. Hosted by Lindsay Gibb and Rakatul Saram. Contact Rekka and Lindsay at Winona at cageclub.me.